Welcome to the Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of the Responsible Brand and the Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Responsible Brand. This is Stanley Targos here to discuss today the enemy we all face. And really, this is about what we've been dealing with as a nation for the last 30, 40, 50 years, maybe longer. We've been trusting everyone to tell us what we need to know. And for a long time, it worked. In the 70s and 80s, we didn't have as complicated as a, a world as we have today. We didn't have as many decisions that need to be made as we have today. And we didn't have as much trauma as we have today. Certainly back then, I'm sure they felt like it was, but people were just getting engaged in the stock market. It was a new world. The pensions were going away. Taxes were changing. Inflation was high. We have to go back to the way back machine to remember that. But the truth is, those things recycle itself. And when we stop learning as a nation and stop learning as a consumer and, and only trust the professionals, quote, professionals that are giving us the information, we can expect to have trauma moving forward. What we are trying to do with the responsible brand and what we're bringing to the table are all of these fantastic ideas and concepts that help us eliminate the enemy we all face. And we do have a common enemy. That common enemy starts with a lack of understanding for what our desired outcome is. And we listen to the media. We know everything is breaking news. I mentioned it last time. If everything is breaking news, nothing is breaking news. The enemy we face from a lack of understanding financially means we don't know what outcome we desire. So when we chase what the industry tells us or what the professionals tell us or what someone across the fence tells us or what they tell us at the water cool cooler is important, it's not what's driving the outcome we desire. So as we're thinking about what lack of understanding means, do we understand how money works? Do we understand how to balance a checkbook or an ATM account or a savings account? Or are we constantly struggling to figure out, did they pull that money out? Did they cash that check? Did this payment come out? What's going to hit on the 1st, the 3rd, the 12th, the 18th? How much money do I actually have? I don't even know how much money I have access to on a monthly basis. So how can I plan an appropriate budget? See, the enemy we face is the unknown in that scenario. The unknown drives us to complacency. Because if we don't know what's happening, we don't know what to do and we're frozen. At least that's what I found with the thousands of families that I've dealt with in the last couple of years per year, as well as myself. My wife and I understand money more than most, but even in our own household, when we talk about money, I want to know exactly what we have access to so we can make educated decision on what we're paying, what we're paying down, what we're paying off. I also want to know what do we have coming in the next 30, 60, 90 days that's going to be important? Are we expecting the transmission to go? Do we know the roof needs to be replaced? Are there kids that need braces that are happening? Are there other orthodontics or other things that we need to cover? Is there a travel event that's coming down the line? How can I I make an educated decision on how to spend a dollar today if I don't know what happens on a weekly basis and I don't know what to expect in the next 90 days. See, I'm guessing. So the enemy that I face in my house is my wife and I love each other. We have a great relationship. We have beautiful children. We're raising them the best we know how. We're infusing godly principles in every area of our life. But when it comes to finances and money, we just speak a different language. 
and I live in this world. You would think, Stan, you live in this world. Surely you and your wife have figured out how to do a budget and map out cash flow and, and understand what the proper emergency fund is and the difference between an emergency fund and a savings account. Well, the answer is yes, I have. But the answer is no, we have not agreed on what those things mean together. And when we engage the internet or Google or Siri or any of these other places that you can ask a question and get an answer to, you get a linear answer to a question that might not be the right question. One of the guys in the office, super smart guy, said, Stan, what we really do is help people understand the better questions to ask Google so they get answers that are meaningful to them instead of getting answers that support what they think they know. That's the enemy we all face. We live in this triage of getting supported information for what we think we know when we're really asking the wrong questions. So how do we put ourselves in a position to ask better questions? When I speak with my wife and I say, what do we have coming up this month that we have to take care of? What should we pay off? What's the smart thing to do? Should we do a Roth IRA? Should we fund our IRA, a 401k? Should we do take it up to the, all those questions. Should we take it up to the match? We don't know. We're guessing. We're guessing. And I've written books on this stuff. I've had radio shows for years. I understand this better than most, yet I still guess. Because it's easier at the end of the day when I'm wore out and beaten, and when my wife is wore out and beaten, to just make any decision. Because doing anything seems like better than doing nothing. But that's the enemy. That's the enemy. That creates chaos and trauma six, eight, 12 months from now. We want to avoid that. We need to avoid that by educating ourselves or by having someone walk with us and show us what to expect down the line so that when we get to the crossover point or the fork in the road, we can make a good decision. Not every fork in the road is like Yogi Berra. When you went to Yogi Berra's house, he would tell people, when you get to the fork in the road, take it. Unfortunately, money in my future lifestyle is not that simple. You see, at Yogi Berra's house, when you got to the fork in the road, it was really the beginning of a large cul-de-sac where both places took you to the same place, which was the front of his house. Unfortunately, my fork in the road is not a circle. My fork in the road either takes me closer to my goal or further from my goal. And a three-degree offset over a 20-year period means if I think I'm going to end up in Hawaii when I'm 65 and I'm 45 and I'm three degrees off, I'm going to end up in Alaska and wonder why it's cold and why I've been preparing for a sunny retirement and I'm wearing a sleeping bag and I've got all this gear for cold weather because I was three degrees off over a 20-year period. Well, I love the Chinese proverb, when's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the next best time to plant a tree? Today. Well, let's eliminate the enemy we all face starting today. Let's start with some proper training. What is proper training? Do we all need to go and spend thirty dollars to $50,000 getting our master's or our PhD in finance and analytics? And No, we don't need to do that. But we do have to have a team that surrounds us that's on the same page. If your team doesn't communicate, you've got eight different captains riding the ship and guiding the ship. Let me ask a question. If you have one steering wheel and eight captains, who controls the steering wheel? And if they each have an agenda that's not you, what destination do they get to when they get their turn at the steering wheel? They might look at it and say, Mr. 
401k manager, you're going the wrong direction. I'm the insurance person. We need to go this way. I'm the tax person. We need to go this way. You end up going in circles and ended up in the same spot and you never advance your cause. How about if we put everybody with the proper training focused on your goals, your objectives, your agenda, what's important to you and your family first. So when they make a decision, they're looking at you as the captain guiding the strategy saying, my goal is to get to Hawaii in 20 years. Is what you're doing getting me closer to that goal or taking me further away from that goal? Now, your 401k person, your health insurance, your auto, your mortgage, your trust, your estate planner, your CPA, your insurance person, your banker, they can all look at Hawaii as a common goal and say, this gets us closer to Hawaii or this doesn't. And if they're smart, they communicate with each other, but very few people have a quarterback in their team that lets them know what to do and how to do it. Most people think that it's just going to happen naturally. Well, that's the enemy we face. That's the lack of communication. That doesn't work for everybody. We need to have communication between all the players on the team. If they're not communicating, how do they know what they're doing? How do they know the impact of overfunding your 401k and the impact it's going to have on your means-tested Medicare when you're 66 or 65? If you're not talking about the tax implication on funding your 401k and why you're not doing a Roth version of the 401k to your CPA and letting your CPA look at something bigger than a 12-month window and look 36, 48, 60 months down the road on the impact when you retire or the impact when your kids go to college, how are you expected to make good decisions? Communication is key. Communication is key. The proper training and communicating means we need to make some changes today that put our team on the same place, in the same direction, communicating with each other with a quarterback, a common quarterback who understands the big picture. Who's helping you choose the goal? Are you just Googling, hey Google, what's my goal? Well, your goal should be to have $2 million in your retirement account by the time you're 65. Your goal should be, if you listen to Dave, your goal should be to pay cash for college, to pay cash for cars, to not buy anything unless you can pay cash for it. If you listen to everyone else, buy term and invest the difference. Other people buy cash value this and do nothing in your 401k. Other people are so focused on saving taxes, they don't want you to save any money. They can even mathematically show you by taking the match as an advantage more for the government than it is for you in your retirement account. Man, that's the enemy we face. The confusion. The communication we get when it's confusing doesn't help us. If we don't have a common goal, if we don't communicate, and if we're confused, how do we get there? We don't. We wake up every five to seven years motivated to start the process and say the next five or seven years is going to be different, different. but what it really is is it's Groundhog's Day, just not on a one-day window, on a seven-year window. Get out of debt. Without being prepared for an emergency fund or a savings account, your kids go to college, you're back in debt. You just traded your cheap mortgage because Dave told you to pay that mortgage off and save the interest for an expensive parent loan. 
Now you want to refinance your house, but inflation kicked in. And instead of having a 30-year mortgage at 3%, you've got a 30-year mortgage at 5.5%. Where was the interest savings there? See, if you don't know what to expect in the next two to four or six years, how can you make an educated decision today? Everything is a knee-jerk reaction. And while you might be able to have a knee-jerk reaction with how much cake you eat or ice cream you have on a once-in-a-while scenario, a knee-jerk reaction with finances every once in a while has a ripple effect that takes away your lifestyle when you're ready to retire. That's the enemy we face. Every time we make a knee-jerk reaction or decision financially, it takes away another piece of our retirement lifestyle. Man, my wife and I are aware of this. We're trying to prevent this in our own house. We're consciously competent of what's going on and we still struggle with this. So if we're aware of it and we struggle, how is the average American solving this? The average American doesn't even have a financial professional that understands finances. The average financial professional understands what their manager tells them to do, what their sales quota is. If you meet with your person every two years and every time you meet with them, they want to sell you something, you don't have a professional, you've got a salesman. The responsible brand is breaking that down and tearing it apart and cutting the heart of what's making this enemy that we all face smaller, weaker, and less important. Because the stronger we get, the more educated we get, the more knowledgeable we are, the more we understand our goals, our platform, our process, our timing, our risk tolerance, what is in our family, the weaker the enemy is. And that's what we need. The responsible brand is bringing back that applied knowledge base to the average American. Remember our goal? The responsible band, our goal is to educate Americans based on facts, not fear, so they can make decisions that advance their goals. We're going to change the landscape of America one family at a time by educating people based on facts, not fear. You see, the enemy we face is we live everything we do based on fear. Fear cannot be a decision process. Fear is something that we can be aware of. Fear should not be the reason we make decisions. I'm afraid I'm gonna be in college debt, so don't go to school, okay. Well, I'm afraid if you don't get some training, you're not gonna be able to get a job, you're not gonna be able to support yourself, you're gonna live in my basement until you're 65, and I'm trying to figure out how to survive without paying for you. So fear of your student loans is not a reason for you not to go to college and for me to absorb the cost, because my fear of you living in my basement is greater than your fear of having a $27,000 student loan. So fear can't be the reason. We've been told to trust the professionals. That's the enemy we all face. How do we know who to trust? See, the industry for the last 15, 20 years has been focusing on what your rate of return is. Is that the right number? Is that the right thing we should be focusing on? Does a rate of return solve your problems? Has the rate of return in the last four years solved all of our problems? No, because in the last three or four years, the rate of return was high, we felt good, but in the last year, the rate of return is negative, inflation is higher, depreciation is through the roof, devaluation of our currency is skyrocketing. Cost of goods are, are absurd. You can't even find what you wanna buy because we have lack. So does a rate of return solve that problem? No, that's the enemy we face. Focusing on the wrong number. 
I love the idea of the movie Moneyball, and if you haven't seen the movie Moneyball, go see it, but the guy changed the whole landscape of, of the Major League Baseball Association by getting people who used to focus only on batting average to focus on on-base percentage. And it's such a small nuance, it's such a small thing, but it's the truth. I believe the story is the guy went to Oakland Athletics and by changing that one number had the highest wins per season with the lowest salary of any team in Major League Baseball history up to that point. So what are we focusing on? What are we being told to focus on? What's our quote trusted advisor telling us to focus on? That's not true. Is rate of return the right number? I don't think so. I'd rather focus on how much of my lifestyle am I protecting by making this decision? I worked hard for that money. I worked hard to put that money in that 401k. My family sacrificed vacations, going out to eat, the nicer car, the remodeling of the kitchen so I could fund my 401k. And I'm going to let something outside of my control eat away at my hard-earned money because I'm chasing a rate of return? No way. That's an enemy. That's an enemy. Does everything need to be in a savings account or a money market at 1% losing to inflation and depreciation? No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But 100% of what I have doesn't need to be at risk either chasing a rate of return. See, when we focus on rate of return, we're focusing on what someone else wants us to focus on. We don't even know what our risk tolerance is. My wife and I look at it and we think we got 20 years until we retire. What's the rate of return we need to earn to accomplish our goals if we save at a consistent rate? Much different question than what rate of return are you chasing? Because if I only need to earn 4 to 6%, why am I chasing 12? Because my neighbor makes me feel bad because they earned more than I did? Well, listen, how many people leave in the casino brag about how much they won? Only the ones who won. The ones who don't say anything lost. So when your neighbor's bragging to you about how much they earned in their, in their per portfolio this year, ask them what they earned last year, the year before, two years ago, from 2007 to 2010, from 2020 to 2022. What did you earn then? Well, I earned 8% this year. Yeah, you were down 22% last year. We talk about the difference between average and actual rate of return, and that's a whole different conversation. Average is, is simply this. If you go to your stock person, then they say, you averaged zero over the last two years. With how crazy the market's been, that's awesome. You say, yeah, the market was down 50%, and then up 50%, I averaged zero. Well, it doesn't feel like I averaged zero when I look at my statement. Well, that's because if you had 100000 and you lost 50%, you got 50 grand. If you gained 50%, you made 50% on the 50,000 that was there, which means you have 75 grand. You average zero, but you actually are down $25,000. See, when you trust the professionals and they're not giving you truthful information, they're telling you what you want to hear and you're not paying attention to the number that's important, the money ball, batting average versus on base percentage. Are you interested in rate of return average or what you actually have control over? Man, that's the enemy we face. What's the right thing that you should be tracking? If you're early, maybe you should be shooting for the moon. If you got 30, 40 years, maybe you should be. But how much of your money should be at risk anyways? Have you had that conversation? How much of your money should be giving the rest of your money permission to work hard? If you knew you had a guaranteed bucket of money that was earning 4, 5, 6%, 
That gives the rest of your money permission to work hard. What if you had a bucket of money that would never lose? If you had a bucket of money that never lost, that gives the rest of your money permission to work hard. Do wealthy people take all their money and buy penny stocks and chase a rate of return? No. In fact, they call those people professional poker players and gamblers. Wealthy people take a percentage of their money and risk it. The rest of their money, they control it. They have access to it. They use it to let the rest of their money work hard. They use it to enhance their lifestyle. They have guarantees they're responsible. The enemy we all face is buying into what other people think is important. We're all different. If we've learned anything in the last five, ten years, it's we all are different. But the rules we play by shouldn't all be different. The outcomes can be different, but we don't have different rules. We might have different timelines on when we need to activate our accounts or how much money we can afford to fund it or when our kids are ready for college or what sports they want to play or what vacations we want to take or what kind of cars we want to drive or all of that stuff. That makes you individual. Keep your identity. Keep your individualism. But don't let the enemy steal who you are, who you're designed to be, and what God's given you to have control over. Be a good steward of all of those gifts. Use those talents wisely. Don't just trust people who failed you in the past because they're telling you a better story. If the solution you're getting from your stock person is just hold it, it'll come back, you're losing time. They're not telling you you're losing time. If you lost money in 2020 and it doesn't return till 2023, you lost three years of earning. Three years. If you're 24, you might not care, but if you're 65, that's a lifetime. You can't afford it. That's the enemy we face. We don't know what we don't know. I love this. My friend said this. this is a tongue twister, so listen up, pay attention, I'm going to say it fast. You don't know what you don't know because you don't have. And to know and not to have is not to know, you know? Well, the unknown is what most people don't know. Do you know what you're facing in the next 5, 10, 15 years? Do you know what quarter million dollar mistakes you might make? Do you know there's more than seven of them? Did you know it starts with college? Is a quarter million dollar mistake? Do you know unfunded health care is a big quarter million dollar mistake? Do you know taxes, required minimum distributions, how you take Social Security, your inheritance tax, interest on debt or bad debt? They don't tell you the unknown. What's the unknown? Here's a good question. How much money should you have in your retirement account by the time you're ready to retire? Or let me phrase that question differently. How much money should you have access to by the time you retire? Now see, what everyone hears is how much money should you have in your retirement account by the time you retire? Two different questions. But there's only one solution that you hear on Wall Street and on the news and on the talking heads. It's put as much money as you can in your 401k. And when you're done with that, do an IRA. You probably make too much money to do a Roth. So then fund something on your spouse. Now you got 40 grand a year if you have the ability to do it into a retirement account that's tax-free. Your CPA says that's fantastic. You save 40 grand a year in taxes today. You're in a 25% tax bracket. You save 10 grand. Well, is it really a tax savings? 
Because if that 40 grand, which you save 10 grand on, by the time you retire, grows to 100 grand, and you're still in a 25% tax bracket and you take 40 grand out, you still got to pay 10 grand. But if the tax bracket goes from 25% to 40%, you have to pay 12,000 or 14,000. You see, that's what they're not telling you. So back to the question. How much money should you have access to by the time you retire? The second question is how much money of it should be in a retirement account? See, that's the enemy we face. Not knowing the right questions to ask. Not knowing the right strategies to implement. Not understanding that there's options. What if I could take a strategy and a scenario and a solution that a wealthy person uses, take a zero off the end and apply it to the average American? That's what we're doing at the Responsible Brand. We're taking the exact strategies, the exact opportunities, the exact game plan that the wealthy people used and giving it to the average American. You know, my wife and I are doing the same thing. That's one thing we are doing right. We don't want to pay more taxes than we have to. We don't want to take more risk than we have to. I don't want to spend money unknowingly and unnecessarily if I don't have to. Wealthy people don't do that. Wealthy people control their money, have lower risk on their money than you and I, pay less taxes than you and I. Why can't we do that? You see, the enemy we face is we think that there's a wall between what wealthy people do and what we do. We don't realize it's a small wall. We can peek over the side and see what's there. And knowledge is the key. Knowledge is the key. Actually, applied knowledge is the key. Knowledge is frustrating. We all know how to lose weight, but how many of us gain weight every year? See, if we don't apply the knowledge we have, it's wasted. So at the Responsible Brand, we're helping people apply the knowledge that they learn in bite-sized pieces. And it starts with talking about the right questions to ask. That financial education that's been missing in our education system from K through 12 and even in college, we're bringing it back for things that are relevant for you at whatever phase you're in. And I'll tell you, if you're 23 to 35 years old, you're at a different phase than 30 to 45 year olds who are having young families, which are at a different phase than people who have older kids getting ready to go to college, which are at a different phase for people who are past college looking at retirement, which is a different phase from people who are in retirement taking income. You see, we believe in education for the next phase of life. And that's the enemy we face. We think what we learned when we were 23 applies when we're 60. Well, it doesn't. Try eating the same way at 65 that you ate at 23. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Play the same physical activities at 65 that you played at 23. It doesn't work. So why hasn't your financial game plan changed? Why haven't the strategies changed from 23 to 65? Why haven't the strategies that your advisor's been telling you for the last 30 years changed? See, the industry's failing. That's the enemy we face. The industry's complacent. We got to change it. But it changes with mass amounts of people learning, growing, getting better together and being bold enough to require the change that we need. We need to demand the change. In a responsible way, we can do it. We can take the power back. When we take the power back, the enemy gets smaller. If you focus on the problem, the solution gets smaller. If you focus on the solution, the problem gets smaller. At the responsible brand, we're focusing on the solution. Because everyone can have it. So 
as we wrap this thing up in the next couple minutes, the question I have is, does a rate of return or buying more stocks solve the problem? When that's the only solution that the industry gives you, that's the enemy we face. Do stocks solve healthcare issues? No. Does a rate of return solve health care issues? No. Do stocks or a rate of return solve college? No. Does it solve college debt? No. We got $1.8 trillion in college debt. If stocks and a rate of return solved that problem over the last 30 years, we'd have zero college debt. Does buying more products solve problems? No, they created the 529 30 or more, more years ago. We still have college debt. Does buying stocks or getting a rate of return solve your emergency fund or your savings account? No. Does it solve your taxes? No. Does it solve your required minimum distributions? No. Does it solve the strategy for how you take social security? No. Does it solve your long-term care needs? No. Is it a piece of the puzzle? Yes. Is it the whole picture? No. See, that's the enemy we all face. The enemy we all face is we don't even know where to start. And while I'm bringing a lot of questions, ideas, and concepts to the table, I've got solutions for them. And the solution is, let's start at the beginning. Let's start at the basics. Let's start at the front and center. Let's eliminate the enemy we all face. How many people are waking up at, at 25, at 30, at 35, at 40, at 70 with an emergency fund that's less than what you thought you should have? I know people who are 23 years old who say, I'm going to pay off all the debt I can and get out of debt so I can start saving money so I can build an emergency fund. And by the time they're 35, they don't have an emergency fund and they're not out of debt because they never built the foundation the right way. And that story goes from 35 to 45 to 55 to 65 to 75 to 85. Doesn't change for over 90% of America. But if we start with the right foundation, if we eliminate the enemy and take one strategy, one truth that we need to take care of, let's start with taking care of ourselves first. If you have the ability to take care of Uncle Sam, Wall Street, Sally May, your mortgage company, your future self, your lifestyle today, or your emergency fund, which one of those seven things do you want to take care of first? How about if we get your cash flow in alignment with your priorities and your values? So that when you get paid, instead of paying Uncle Sam first, paying your future self second because you automatically get money taken out for your 401k, Uncle Sam first because you're getting a tax refund. Your IRA second. Your mortgage gets pulled even before you see the money. That's number three. Your number four is you. You actually then get what's left over after you pay Uncle Sam, your future self, and your bank. You're in fourth position on your money. How would you like to be in first position on your money so that you take care of your lifestyle first, then you build your emergency fund and your savings, then you rank the other's importance in order of importance based on what's important to you. And depending on what season you're in changes how that goes. You might allocate more money to eliminate student loans or credit card debt or take care of a car payment. Maybe you're ready to buy a house and you need a down payment fund. Maybe you're ready to get married and you need a wedding ring and a honeymoon. Maybe you have kids with special needs and you have to take care of some health care issues. Maybe you have college and you need to take care of college. 
Maybe you recognize after taking care of your parents in the nursing home that you and your spouse need some unfunded health care. And now's the time. What if we let your goals drive the solution? Instead of having eight different people with eight different goals trying to take over the steering wheel, how about if you take over the steering wheel and at the right time you appoint the person to grab the steering wheel and tell them where they're going? You'll actually get there faster, more efficiently, with less waste. You'll have more control. You'll have less risk. You'll pay less taxes. You'll be more prepared for life's uncertainties and what's coming down the line than you ever were before. When a family member, member comes to you and needs help, you'll be in a position to help them instead of saying, man, I feel you. I wish I did something different a few years ago, but I just paid off all this debt and my emergency fund is, is busted and I can't help you. Wouldn't it be nice if we were in control? See, the enemy we face is not being in control, not having a strategy, not prioritizing how our money flows, not understanding cash flow management. All of these things we're going to cover, and we are covering. We love this. We live this. We eat this. We breathe this. We sleep this and have been for 20 years. The most common response we receive when we talk to someone is, how come someone else hasn't told me this? How come my stockbroker hasn't told me this? How come my financial professional hasn't told me this? Because they don't know. They've been locked into getting certified for regulations to be able to sell series whatever X, Y, and Z and tax this and that and put letters after their name. No one cares about the letters after your name if it doesn't impact your life. I care about impacting your life because I don't want you to go through the same thing that my wife and I went through. We did go through the trauma. We weren't prepared in 7, 8, 9. We participated in that. It was emotional. It was draining. We have kids that are getting ready to go to college. My kids are not going to, we're not going to save 100000 in a 529 and get penalized for being responsible. We get penalized enough for being responsible. Why would I compound the penalty? See, that's the enemy we face. Most people don't know that there's a penalty for saving in a 529 above a certain threshold. Most financial professionals don't even know how much money a family can have in a 529 before they get penalized. Just like your retirement. How much of your money should be in a, in a retirement account and how much of your money when you retire should not be in a retirement account. Well, what if there was a crossover point that told you how to access your retirement account at a certain level of your retirement account tax-free, even if it's in a 401k? What if it was simple? What if you knew how much you need to save so you didn't have to save for an unlimited number and never get there? See, these are things that we need to know. These are things that we need to understand. This is how we eliminate that enemy. This is how we take control. The responsible brand is here to help. Tune in. We've got a, a ton of great content coming down the line. I hope you appreciate this. If you do, share this with others. Invite others to the responsible community. We want to give this information away because we want to change lives. Remember our goal to change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. And you received 35 minutes of facts in the last this episode. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's meaningful. I look forward to your comments. I look forward to hopefully meeting you one day. Have a great day and God bless. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. 
and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.